and welcome to the Misfit Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your co-host, Taylor Reeves, alongside my other co-host, Jacob Dupree, a.k.a. The Commissioner, and welcome to episode 65. I hope everyone had a happy Christmas, Merry Christmas, and a happy holiday. Uh, it's in between. It's that weird time of the year, Jacob, where it's like we have a holiday, and then you have a little bit of a break, and then you have another holiday, and yeah, depending on your work schedule, it gets kind of goofy. And- it just feels like right now, because all my patients, I was telling Tim, it's like the week before Christmas, it's like a pre-Christmas hangover because nobody wants to do anything. Everyone's just trying to get the, get through the day and then be done. Mm-hmm. Then the week after Christmas is worse because everyone's exhausted from Christmas and no one wants to do a dang thing. Yep. Then you have New Year's. Literally, it's like what, Saturday? Yep. Yep. Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve is on Friday. And so, I mean, like, it's just like everybody is in a state of up and down, exhaustion, full of energy, excitement, needing a nap. And currently I'm on the needing a nap side of life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did, uh, did Santa bring everything you wanted, bud? It's been a minute since we talked. Uh, yeah, dude, because your boy now has an espresso machine sitting on the counter, Ooh. a Jamar Chase jersey. Okay. Lord of the Rings books. Wait, wait, wait. You, you finally got it. Let me see it. I got to see it now. I got to go get it. It's in the dryer. All right. I, I had to get the stuff off of it. Okay. 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 All right. Uh, guys, next you don't time, understand. This is a next huge, time. this is a huge thing. Cause we've been talking about this Jersey since May. <laughs> next I, I time. need to see it. <laughs> you will. You will next time. But be strutting it on. I'm just be like, oh, oh, there we go. Oh, oh. Hey, if we get, Hey, hashtag grow the show. The more that we, the more listeners we get, the more that I'll be able to, uh, you know, be able to invest in this hopefully at some point. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I mean, listen, at some point in time, you might be able to see my face and Taylor's face, which is terrifying. And you also get to see a trophy that I have in my possession, but yet I've never owned it over my shoulder still. Still sad. And that's the reason you're a great commissioner is because you do the things that people won't. It hurts. My soul hurts. Hey, and speaking of Christmas gifts. Hey. Oh, my God. Hey, what's up, man? I don't, can we not do this again? Because We're your team again. is substantially, we'll save, we'll save that for next episode. Uh, your team is substantially better than mine because of injuries and bull crap happening. And next thing I know, I'm the only guy standing between you and 340 bucks. This is stupid. Let's go. I need Austin Eckler. I need Elijah Mitchell. I need you boys just to sit your butts down. Don't come back. Stay on the shelf. It's fine. Aaron Jones, take a nap. It's fine. Yeah. Hey good game see bruce you know we talked about it on sunday or yeah yesterday and uh yeah crazy games were on um the and we'll, we'll get into it the cowboys shellacked uh, Ugh, washington murder hey, murder i've been yeah but i've been dogging them for weeks that was the first sign of life that i've seen and that defensive line rotation was I, scary but, but at the same time i can i put everything into perspective like now instead of later yeah yeah Washington played a football game on Tuesday last week. This is true. They were exhausted. You could see it from the get-go. They were just (laughs) tapped out and tired. Taylor Heineke gave this look early in the first quarter. was going we do this again, really? Is Dan Campbell (laughs) coming out here because I need a venti? Oh, yeah. No, it was nuts. That was the game I wish I could have seen. Was the the Falcons-Lions game, watching the the ticker that and maybe like the Chargers-Texans game, but it's okay. (laughs) Hashtag grow the show. Maybe we'll be able to afford one subscription for Sunday NFL. We can share passwords. It's fine. Which, by the way, um, there was a conversation between Al Michaels and Pat McAfee talking about the potential. And we've talked about this, the potential of going to Amazon Prime. 
Come on, Jeff Bezos. Please. Buy the NFL contract so we can start streaming this stuff on Amazon Prime. Jeffrey Bezos. Come on, there we Jeff. go. You got to burn him. <laughs> That's the best. All righty, let's uh, let's get into some topics here before we uh, do our Week 16 recap. So Mike Evans been placed on the COVID 19 list. Miles Sanders was injured this weekend and won't play for Week 17, which is huge for the Eagles because now, currently, as things are placed. Before the Monday night game, just to give some uh, context of when we're recording this, but as of right now, the Eagles are in that seventh position, which mm-hmm. would be a really fun wild card weekend game because you, uh, the way that the rankings are at this moment, the Cowboys would be playing the Eagles. So you have an NFC East matchup. You have Jalen Hurts coming down to Arlington. So I'm sure um, Casey's probably getting playoff tickets. No, no, he's getting preseason tickets. So he can't attend the draft next year already. It's fine. <laughs> It's fine. Oh, that's I feel the salt. I, I, I I'm not it. upset about it still at all. It's fine. <laughs> a little Listen, salty. I, I will say this in Chaz's defense. He at least told me a week in advance. Hey, I got these tickets. I don't think I'll be there. Cool. He gave me advance warning. The other guy. No, but we can rant about that in the offseason when there's nothing to talk about. And uh, Jordan Howard is also injured. Um, Boston oh, yeah. Scott through the moon. Yeah. Boston Scott is a uh, big priority. And of course, Antonio Brown, if you don't have him, which would be a shocker. I'm just trying to think of like what wide receiver right now on the Bucks. It's, Cameron Brait, maybe. I mean, he had some good catches that were supposed to have gone to Gronk that I'm sure C. Bruce wish would have happened. But thank you, Tom, oof. for throwing it to Cameron this week. I mean, there's really like no one left. Like Jalen Darden was put on COVID list. He's a rookie like slot guy. I mean, Tyler Johnson's around. He didn't really do much. Scotty Miller was around. He didn't really do much. It's just like Keyshawn Vaughn. He had a ridiculous Keyshawn. run. <laughs> Yes, he did. Um, so yeah, whatever Buck Bucks like pass catcher that isn't injured that is on the waiver. You see wire, him out there, pick him up because there's a yeah. chance. There's there, a chance. There, there's a chance they may have seven catches this weekend. In Tom Brady, I trust. Exactly. Um, James Robinson tore his Achilles. Mm. Oh my gosh. Um, so but they're also having another MRI to determine the severity. And that's a huge thing because we were talking in uh, a pre-show the uh, Travis ETN stock going way up, which oh I completely goodness. agree. And that's the reason I made those trades at the beginning of the season for Stranger Danger and OG. So I have Travis ETN on both on the IR right now, just kind of sitting and chilling. So um, it just always, it, it, it goes to prove. And like you said, with dynasty and I've, I've learned under your tutelage that, you know, it may take a year two, possibly even three years mm-hmm. for a trade to pay off. But when it does, you want to make sure you're on the right side of that thing. You just have to believe in the guy you're getting and you have to have a, a level of commitment to him for it to really pan out. So, <laughs> and, uh, segueing from one torn Achilles to another Jacob, Oof. Oh, All right, I'll, I'll let you break this news because you you you've been on. This I just like I want to I want to paint a picture for this. Okay, first off, Daryl Henderson's out for three to five weeks. Sad news. Get better, Daryl Henderson. You were serviceable, and I'm hopeful that you go to another team as a satellite back next year. But now I want to paint this picture. It's a dark night. You're just you're so lonely, so cold. Then all of a sudden, on the horizon, you see the sun breaking forth. It's Sean McVay's face saying, "Cam Akers has a chance to play this week, baby." All of a sudden, you're rejuvenated and happy that your preseason love child is, might be on the field this year. I'm so excited. But also, I'm excited for Cam Akers, the player, because he tore an Achilles in July, I think. 
And then all of a sudden, like this is December. So that's five, six months later, something like that. I don't know. I'm bad at math when I'm tired. Like, and he has a chance to play in an NFL game. This is a very exciting moment because as a Cam Akers manager, you can kind of see if, like, what he looks like, if, depending on how much playing time he gets and all that fun stuff. I'm just looking for a cut on that foot that the Achilles ruptured in, and then I'll be fine. Then I'm like, you know what? Sit him down, get him ready for next year, workhorse back, Cam Akers. Round two. I'm believing in it again. All righty, man. I mean, oof. And the, and, and the Rams, I mean, it just feels like they're just kind of tumbling into whoever's available. They're just trying to figure it out. And But the focal point here is Matthew Stafford. And I know people are kind of coming out of the woodworks today about, oh, well, you know, Stafford didn't play that great and the passing game wasn't there. And I'm like, look, okay, first and foremost, Cooper Cup isn't entitled to have to go off for 150 yards every, every single game. game. <laughs> he can you have know? one down game with 90-something receiving yards, I think. I know, but I was like, OBJ scored a touchdown. So they end, you know, at the end of the day, they won the game. And it's, you know, I understand it was against the Vikings, but the Vikings are a scrappy team. I mean, they've proven that every other week, it seems like. And, you mm-hmm. know, with them being seven and eight right now, there's a good chance they may go nine and eight. Um, but, you know, Mike Zimmer's playing for his job. So with the Rams, it's, it's going to get interesting here the next two weeks, and especially with where the standings are at in the playoffs, because as it's currently constituted, they're, they're leading the NFC West, and then you have the Cardinals right behind them, and then on their heels is the 49ers. They're, I believe it's like four, five, and six in the rankings. Pretty much. And so, like we said, you know, the NFC West is going to come down to the wire. Um, so it's, it's, it's going to be fun to see these next – not only for championship weekend, uh, you know, kind of looking out towards episode 66, <laughs> but also just football in general, as we get to the, you know, the NFL playoffs, it's yeah. just like, Oh my gosh. Some good I mean, teams just, here. It's just here. I'm, I'm excited both for the playoffs, both for the off season. Cause it's, it's about to be dynasty feast feasting time. My friends. Yeah, let me uh, let me pull that up. Yeah, so uh, excuse me. So the Rams, the Rams and the Cardinals have clinched playoff spots. So the Rams are at third at eleven and four. Arizona, we'll talk more about them in the recap, but they're ten and five at fifth. And then the 49ers are at six at eight and seven, along with the uh, Eagles at eight and seven. But here's the kicker. So the Saints play tonight. They're at eighth. I believe they will jump the Eagles if they win tonight against the Dolphins. I believe you're right. I actually have a website that I can maybe feng shui it to see what happens real quick. So let's give them the win. And if the Dolphins win, they're going to jump into their playoff standings over uh, for the AFC. Mm-hmm. So it's it's great that you picked pick that as a goldmine game of the week. Uh, so I certainly hope everyone out there is watching this game because it's going to be very interesting because rumor has it Sean Payton after Taysom Hill and Trevor Simeon went on the COVID-19 list. They called Drew Brees, who was on vacation in Hawaii. And Which, he sent way, him a picture of him golfing when they asked, hey, do you want to come play? He sent him a picture of himself on, on the course, which is a very classy and lovable way of saying no. Um. There were reports, though, early on, and I wonder if they were debunked, but 
that he gave it some serious thought, but he thought the fact of that he found out like Wednesday and, you know, trying to figure out a game plan for Monday may not be the best way of doing things. Um, so Ian book from Notre Dame fame, a rookie is going to be starting tonight. And they were saying that he looks like a young Tony Romo. So it's going to be exciting to see what happens, but I fully expect Brian Flores and company to literally blitz the living daylights mm-hmm. out of Ian Book. Tonight. Do you remember what it looked like when they played Lamar Jackson? Okay, but imagine it with someone who's less talented. I mean, yeah, basically. And and speaking of the Ravens, who were, who were down all the way to a third quarterback, uh, Josh Johnson, uh, which, by the way, that dude needs to be a starting quarterback in the USFL in the spring, just saying. Yes, that'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> they need to get him over there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was just some crazy stuff. And then, of course, the Bills and the Patriots, that was a big game that I was watching. I know a lot of us were as <laughs> far as uh, Stefan Diggs, Josh Allen, <laughs> uh, Dawson Knox. Um, and then on the Patriots side, Damian Harris, Hunter it, Henry. It, it, it know, was a very some- latent game with, like, a bunch of fantasy football implications and, like, the fact that Dawson Knox had a Randall Cobb game, spoiler alert, Randall Cobb game a week, like two catches, 13 yards and a touchdown. I'm like, it. <laughs> like, come on, man. You're kidding me. You're, you're kidding me. I told you, man. That's how he does it. That's how he's been doing it all year. And moving into some other news before we um, uh, go to a commercial break, the Jags owner, Shad Khan, is looking at Doug Peterson, who you may know uh, won the Philadelphia Eagles championship, and Jim Caldwell, uh, who coached the Lions to a playoff appearance and also coached the Colts. He's also been the most successful Lions coach since they like like, like the 1990s. And they fired him because he went like, I think, nine and seven, and they were salty about it. How do you like him now? (laughs) Yeah, basically, yeah. Um, And now in my notes, it says, interesting point slash question by Jacob Dupree. So, Jacob, I'll let you take it away. Uh, Do you want the question or the point first? Um, Does it matter which order we go? Apparently not. No, Uh, it doesn't matter. let's, Let's go with the question. All right, so the question is, I saw on ESPN there's a scroll that Cleveland Browns are like contemplating getting rid of Baker Mayfield as their starting quarterback. Right. And my question I thought to myself was, as I saw a Philadelphia Eagles post of Jalen Hurts lore and how he's really coming around, you know every single Philadelphia Eagle fan would love to have Baker Mayfield as their quarterback instead of Jalen Hurts, right? Or am I just crazy? Honestly. I I think they would be happy with it. Um, But I I feel like Jalen's got that team playing right now. If they get to the playoffs, it's going to be hard for them to to dump, dump them. They have health. That's it. Like the reason, like notice that everybody's pooping on Baker Mayfield now. Whenever like torn labrum. (laughs) Well, yeah, a torn labrum and half of his roster is on the COVID IR. Yeah. This is the time when people are dumping on him. Like, dude, why? He's done good all year. He's done exactly what they've asked him to. He's kept the ship afloat to steal your term. He hasn't sank it. He hasn't been the reason they've lost typically. Like typically it's been the defense just was a letdown for the first half of the year. And, and my question to the Browns are, okay, if you get who rid are you going to replace him with? Who's who are you going to replace him with? You really um, feel comfortable with Sam Howell because he might fall that far down the draft list or, you know, Spencer Rattler, if he decides to come out or. Yeah. I don't, I, mean, like, I, I don't know what their grand plan is on that. And I think Kevin Stefanski is like, I, I, I don't know. Maybe they'll go for Jimmy G. I, I mean, there's been crazier things and who knows, maybe the Browns owners gone, you know what, we're going to get into this 
Deshaun Watson thing. I bet you that, yeah, that the whole stuff with the Miami Dolphin stuff has cooled off. To which I would say it's a pipe dream. I, I don't see that <laughs> it's an happen. absolute pipe dream because I, I think the Panthers are going to get them. No, I don't know, man. I, I'm going to stick with my conviction about the Giants potentially getting them. I mean, it's it's going to be very interesting, and I'm ready to see it. Okay, Taylor, are you ready for my other point? Okay. Yep. 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 Okay. So since week 13, I'm going to, I'm going to list read off the top two names and I want you to guess the third name of wide receiver scoring in the NFL. Okay. Okay. So, and this is excluding this week's, but I added in the mystery players week just to kind of get perspective. Number one player, Cooper Cup. Okay. Obviously he's averaging 26 points a game, which is also gross. Yep. Justin Jefferson is number two with 19.9 points a game. Can you guess which player as of last week was third with 16.9 points per game? It is not Chris Godwin. It is not Devontae Adams. It is not, let's say, Deontay Johnson. Ay, ay, ay. Um... And it's also not CeeDee Lamb, not Keenan Allen, <laughs> not Hunter Renfro. Ah, dang it. That was, that's who I was thinking of was Hunter Renfro. He's number 10. Uh, and no, it's not Stefan because Stefan nope. has been kind of up and down, but he he's he's winning when he needs to. It's not Jamar Chase. It's not Jamar, not Kyle Pitts. Is it Cordell Patterson? It's not Cordell Patterson either. Ah, dead gummit. Think back to the preseason, my friend. There's a certain player that I was seeing songs about. All right, it's not Adam Thielen. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's... Do you give up or do you I, want to I, let one I, last I guess? Give, I give up. I give up. I'll give you one last guess. Okay. He has a brother that also plays the same position for the Green Bay Packers. And his first name is Equinamius. Equinamius. Oh my gosh. I have it's no idea. Amon Ross St. Brown, baby. Oh, wow. He's the okay. number three wide receiver in half point PPR, averaging 16.9 points per game. But I added in his 21 point game from this previous week which bumped his average up to 18.9 points since week 13. Wow. You can't tell me that's not saucy, okay? And I don't think this is a prescription for next year, but I think this is something that in redraft or even in off-season dynasty circles, this might be a guy that you target. Like, yes, we're going to have an episode later on about, you know, off-season dynasty sell highs and, you know, dynasty buys and stuff like that. But like Amon Ross St. Brown is going should be – high on the list of to acquire just because God forbid they get a quarterback. That's not Jared Goff who can throw the ball down the field a little bit better. That's opening the world up for Amon Ross St. Brown. But anyways, that's just me also wanting to be like kind of point fingers and like, look, look, my boy's doing really good. Sorry about that. I re- received a notification. I, I saw it on your face. It was work and it was, Oh God, no, but yeah, Amon Ross no, St. That, Brown. That, that's great though. I mean, we, it's it's nice to see that the the maturation of our podcast, seeing some of the things that we called, you know, we were a little just the little guys, you know, we were <laughs> episode one and two, and now we're like in our mid-sixties, just kicking, I know, my, kicking it back, getting right knees up, hurting, backs some, are aching, drawing social security. That'd be nice. Having having dinner at 3:30, which by the way, I'm so looking forward to that. <laughs> Oh, Alrighty. Um, the last bit of news I wanted to get into was Kansas City, the Buccaneers, and the Cowboys clinched the division. I also wanted to put a little note in there. The Browns can still win the North if four games go their way this weekend. 
Yeah, it, it can. <clears throat> They're only two games behind. <laughs> Which, you know, that that's that's the other point I want to point out is, um, you know, and we'll get into this in the recap. They lose by two to the Packers, who, by the way, is the number one team in the NFC. Baker throws four interceptions. He has a torn labrum in his left arm, playing with half an arm, basically. <laughs> and, you know, they were right there at, at the very end, and people are crucifying him for, for everything that's going on. Now, granted, I understand some of it is happening, but he, that dude is playing for his team, and he's playing for a contract. If, if I, I, I feel like a lot of people have that mentality of, I don't want this decision to be put in other people's hands. I want to take the decision and, you know, make it myself, so to speak. And I think he's doing that, whether people realize it or not. Now, is he going to get $45 million, you know, Dak Prescott money? Absolutely not. not. Um, Would I give him 25 to 30 million? Yeah, probably so. In, in, In accordance with what quarterback money is supposed to be. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is it's, he's still a quarterback who we've seen not totally suck, you know? Yeah. And so that's my thing. Like not everyone can be Pat Mahomes, Justin Herbert, you know, high class, high flying number one quarterback. Sometimes your team just needs a guy who can not suck. Like give them Kirk cousins money, like give them three years, 90 million, 80 to 90 million. And you know, make like 60 of it guaranteed with the rest of it incentives. I, I'm sure the Browns would probably prefer it's like 45 million, um, <laughs> but you're not going to be able to do that with a competent quarterback. It's just the quarterback market that we're in now. Um, and, and, and don't, don't blame the player, blame the market, blame the agents. <laughs> yeah, for real. It's not their fault. They're just out there making that bag, baby. Yeah. And, and I mean, I don't, I don't know what the Browns, you know, smart exit strategy is. I'm like, really, you're, you're wanting to beat up on this guy. It's, it's kind of the same thing with the Cowboys back in the day with Tony Romo. It's like, okay, all right. If you get rid of Romo, who, who are you going to have? Yeah, like, yeah. I understand, you know, Jerry gave him $110 million and calls him his third son, but who cares? Who cares? I mean, kudos to, to Tony, but you know, I, I understand where people are coming from on that. Don't get me wrong, but it's just mm-hmm. like, what, what is your backup plan? Yeah, for so real. It's just a lot of nonsense. Uh, I mean, talk to the Jets, you know? Yeah. <laughs> How many think. different times have they been trying to get this right? The week winning New York Jets. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, man. They look good. All right. Do you have do you have anything else or are we gonna go to a commercial break? I do not have anything left. Commercial. All righty. We're gonna go to a commercial and we'll be right back after this. And welcome back. I hope everyone is snuggled up with, you know, a nice warm beverage of some sort, you know, that's cozy, that feels Christmas, you know, New Year's like. Uh, Also, along with maybe some uh, holiday leftover food. Um, Personally, I'm a pecan pie day after kind of guy. God bless. Listen, I went to my family Christmases like six foot 210. I came back six foot 214. At least. I haven't weighed myself, but that's just a guess. Uh, no shame in that at all. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, Christmas, Christmas Eve, we, we went to Oklahoma, was back in Texas. We had Christmas Eve service with my, uh, uh, in-laws and, and my father-in-law goes, wait, you were in an Oklahoma today. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> it's like, it's just two and a half hours North, man. Yeah. So we, we started in Caddo, right. And I end up, we end up at Irving. And we end up, uh, their, their Christmas, Christmas Eve tradition is 
go to the church service and then they go to IHOP afterwards. It was great. That's a great tradition. So the first IHOP. year I got to do it, you know, last year because of COVID, we didn't get to do it. So it was really cool. Like for, for those of you that out there that don't know, I've, you know, I've been married almost a year. Um, hey. And so still getting in on those traditions. Yeah. Thank you very much. It's it's like 11 days before. What What is it year for you? Uh, let's see. It's January 19th. <laughs> it will be two years. All right. There you go. So you're a year, you're a year in front of me. How, yes. how, how does two years look? Am I, am I looking okay? It gets better, my friends. It does. It, I really, I, I agree with that. What um, marriage gets better every day. It does. The petty arguments slowly go away. <laughs> oh my gosh. I just learned not to argue that, uh, I, I learned this early on. It was like, nope. The, yep, you, the you, wife you, is always right. Yep. Nod your head next spiritually, even if it's entirely incorrect. You just, you, yep, you're right. Yep. And then you just fix it behind their back or something. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, we're saying Fantasy this football it, podcast, I, not a Callie, marriage podcast. Callie, if you're listening to this, I did not say that. Jacob did. Taylor, <laughs> if, if you listen to this, you know I'm right. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, let's get into it. All right, so week 16 went off, went off without a hitch in the sense of that all the games were played when they were scheduled, which was amazing. Step in the right direction. <clears throat> so the Thursday night game, Thursday, not Thursday, uh, <laughs> Thursday night game, we had the Tennessee Titans taking on the San Francisco 49ers. And uh, yeah, the 49ers had it, and the Tennessee Titans, man, they're like cockroaches. You cannot kill this team, and they found a way to win and it's just like two smash mouth teams it's like two people in the back of a brawl like in a back room brawl and it's like yeah one of us is going to walk out of here mm-hmm. you know that's that's totally what's going to happen pretty much and that's exactly how the team was and i don't understand what the titans how they keep doing this and i think it's just like mike Vrabel just like speaking it into existence like oh yeah no we're we've got them right where they want them it's like 14 three it's like oh no yeah, and we we're fine. We're, we're fine. Good. This is fine. This we're is exactly good. how we wanted it to happen. Just this is according to game script. Yeah, yeah. It's like you just keep pounding away, and it's just like, oh my gosh. But uh, AJ Brown, Ugh. eleven catches, one hundred forty-five yards, and a touchdown. Where was that in September? Crickets. Non-existent. <laughs> and uh, Debo Samuel, nine catches for one hundred and fifty-nine yards. He did Thank have God. two turnovers, uh, but he also had five carries for thirty-two yards. So those those. Uh, top two pass catchers went at it and then running not so much uh, we have uh, jeff wilson here having 14 carries for 45 yards and a touchdown he also had three catches for 12 yards um and then it was basically by committee um mm-hmm. for the, the the titans Tannehill had a decent game 22 of 29 209 and a touchdown uh but jimmy g i think was the difference between them winning and losing this game. Unfortunately, 26 to 35, 322. He had a touchdown, but he did have the two interceptions. And that's that was the name of the name of this game for that Thursday night. Yep, definitely. Plus, I mean, they lacked getting George Kittle involved because I mean he had three targets for 21 yards. I'm like, it's unacceptable. You, you have you you force feed him seven targets at a minimum, in my humble non-NFL coach opinion. But come on, come on, it's George Kittle. <laughs> All righty. All right, leading up to the next game, then we got Cleveland, who went to Green Bay and put on a better showing than most people thought. I mean, they lost by two. The final score was 24 Green Bay, 22 Cleveland. Uh, Baker Mayfield did have four INTs. I kind of caught snippets of that game during all the craziness. And I I don't want to put all of them on him. It looked like a couple of them was just playing with new receivers, essentially. But he did throw some pretty ugly INTs. Nick Chubb was the offense, 17 carries for 126 yards and a touchdown, three catches for 58 yards. 
He's just you, – you start him every week, I don't care. The wide receivers for Cleveland was just kind of meh at best. Harrison Bryant, we need to come up with a, a name for this one because he had one catch on one target for one yard for one touchdown. <laughs> we got to come up with something for that. We'll, we'll put that on the, on the old back burner. I'll call it the Cody Johnson. Johnson, good And gosh. you're probably wondering, who is Cody Johnson? He was a fullback for the Texas Longhorns one year. This, I think this is 2008 when they won. He had three carries for one yard and three touchdowns. That's right, he baby. Was, he was like 280 yards, and I was like, if I wish he was in an OU uniform because that dude would be my hero. Like, I kind of <laughs> liked him as like a hefty guy in high school. I'm like, dead gummit, I hate you, had, you so much, but you, I respect you. You had to suppress it. It's like, <laughs> God, I wish you were in crimson and green. Basically, yeah. So we could call that the Cody Johnson. Okay, opinion. I'm fine with that. Uh, then for the Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers had a little bit of an underwhelming game from the expectations you had, but at the same time, he was 24 completions for 202 and three touchdowns. Like, you couldn't expect more. Uh, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon continue to have a pretty even split. I mean, it was 17 touches to 11 touches. I mean, until one guy either gets hurt or establishes himself as, like, the clear supreme leader, which right now I guess would be Aaron Jones, but not by much. You just kind of start them both and see what happens. For the wide receivers, Devontae freaking Adams. He was created in a lab. I'm pretty sure when God made this man, he was like, in a little bit of athletic talent. Whoops, and he dumped the whole freaking crate down that thing. Because good God, 10 catches for 114 and two touchdowns. My mans, he just went ham. Uh, Anthony Anthony Lazard, he had three catches for – hold on, my computer went weird. Sorry. He had two catches for 45 yards and a touchdown, so he kind of lucked out if you started him. And then that's, that's basically it from Green Bay. From this game, the biggest thing is just the Green Bay Packers – running backs, I truly feel like you just start them both every week and you see what happens because we've seen A.J. Dillon have big weeks with Aaron Jones in. We've seen Aaron Jones have big weeks with A.J. Dillon in. So you never know. All righty. So moving into our next game here, this was the nightcap for the Christmas uh, Christmas Day games. I was watching this while we were getting ready to eat some cheesecake. Oh, God bless America. What kind of cheesecake? No, no, no. Sorry. It was pumpkin pie, but my, uh, so my mother-in-law, it's her birthday is December 25th. So we do Christmas. Yeah. So in the evenings we do her birthday. We had the, uh, have you ever had nothing bunt cakes? Oh yeah. Oh, it was, it was glorious. It was like a strawberry. Sign me up. It was really good, but I had that and had some pumpkin pie, pumpkin pie. And I'm watching the end of this game and I'm like, what in the world is going on with the Arizona Cardinals? This is ridiculous. They're doing their best Arizona Cardinals impersonation. But they I was like, that's a lead and they lose. But I was like, thank you, Lord, for Chase Edmonds. 16 carries, 56 yards, and a touchdown. He also had eight catches for 71 yards. That mm. came out of literally nowhere because James Conner was uh, injured. So it was like, yes. And then for the wide receivers, it was just kooky. So Christian Kirk had seven catches for 48 yards. And A.J. Green had a catch for 33 yards. But like you said, and we've been saying it for weeks, Zach Erks, great pickup. He had <laughs> eight catches for the team-high 13 targets for 54 yards. Yes, he did, BB. And then for the Colts, um, same as usual. 27 carries, 108 yards for Jonathan Taylor. Carson Wentz was 18 of 28, 225, and two touchdowns. And... Um, with them making the playoffs, I bet you the Eagles are feeling pretty good right about now since their compensatory pick. pick is now a first-round pick. Yep. So uh, everyone's happy the Colts are in the playoffs, which that is a team I do not want to face. I no. really hope we get them versus the Titans. I know we're not, but my goodness, that team is 
Oh, that's scary. Listen, after like maybe next week, after all the championship games conclude, we can talk about like the actual NFL playoffs and like the scariest teams to play. I don't want to play the Indianapolis Jonathan Taylors. They're scary. Nope. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, there was a sighting there. He had four catches for 51 yards and a touchdown. And then Michael Pittman carrying the load once again, eight catches on a team high, 12 targets for 82 yards. I like it. It's hot. All righty, so let's move into the Sunday game of oh, slates. I'll, I'll, let you talk, I'll let you talk about Atlanta-Detroit because I'm a nice person. Ooh. I'll talk about the blowout, Tampa Bay-Carolina. At Tampa Bay, they just kind of came out and eviscerated the Panthers. Tom Brady didn't have that great of a game because he didn't need to have that great of a game. I mean, whenever your defense allows you know, only 273 yards and only six points, that's that's absolute clamps. But anyways, T. Breezy had 18 of 30 for 232 and a touchdown. Ronald Jones, like, he's just the next guy up. 20 carries for 65 yards. Eh, kind of gross. But he had a touchdown. Most important part of the day. Keyshawn Vaughn showed up, seven carries for 70 yards and a touchdown. I think he's going to probably steal some work from Ronald Jones because he actually looked explosive and, you know, good. For the wide receivers, this is kind of what you get whenever everyone's on COVID. You had Antonio Brown had 10 catches for 101. And then, uh, you know, the guy everybody knows about, Cyril Grayson, have three catches for 81 yards. Yeah, I hope you started him in your flex spots. <laughs> You're right. I'm writing this down for next week. That's fine. Flipping <laughs> over to Carolina, Cam Newton got benched for Sam Darnold, and my empire um, outcome was thankful for that because Chance had to start him, unfortunately, because he had three quarterbacks all go on IR. Rip. Uh, and then just Carolina just wasn't good. Like, I there's, there's nothing to talk about here. Because it's Sam Darnold who came in at quarterback. Like he was admirable, 15 of 32. That's a great Lamar, Lamar Jackson line. 190 yards, one carry and 11 yards. But, like, I just – you stay away from that offense. I don't care. You don't start anybody. Not DJ Moore, who went five catches on 11 targets for 55 yards. Not any running back. Just run. Do yourself a favor and run. All righty. So, moving on to a game, like, like we said earlier, that I really wish we had a chance to see. So the Detroit Lions and the Atlanta Falcons played in a matchup. Um, Jared Goff was on the COVID list. So Tim Boyle. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, you guessed it right. Tim Boyle, the backup quarterback, got a Who had zero touchdowns in college. I will bring back up. But here he is. <laughs> he played He played admirably. He, had, he was 24, 34, 187 yards, a touchdown, and one pick. Uh, the Falcons won 20 to 16. Matt Ryan had a pretty good day. 18 to 24, 215, and a touchdown. So out of that 215, 102 of it went to Kyle Pitts. He was six of six, which by the way, he's on what you're looking for for a Kyle he, Pitts manager. He's on the brink of breaking Mike Ditka's uh rookie tight end receiving Bears. record. Oh, yeah. And uh on the receiving end, like you said, Amara St. Brown. My man. Two My carries, man. 19 <clears throat> yards. Yeah, 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 yeah. He had nine catches, 91 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Cordell Patterson, he had seven carries for 14 yards and a touchdown, and they had one catch for minus one yard. So typical Cordell Patterson fashion, you know, I'm still going to get a touchdown regardless. It hurts, man. Me and Jance were playing – yes, me and Jacob Hans were playing Halo last night. Get on it. Um, We're winning – Which one? (laughs) Infinite, baby. Halo Infinite, the newest release. So Cordero Patterson, like we were wondering what the crap happened to his usage. He went from getting consistent targets and consistent carries to he had nine touches today and he had 13 last week. I'm just like, 
We don't know what's happening to a guy who, remember, he did not bust until last week. He did not have a single game that you regretted starting him pretty much until last week. But yeah, here he is just off by the wayside. There he is. You can't start him next week either. That's right. I said it. You can't do it. All right. Well, moving huh. from that game, uh, Jacob, I'll let you take the AFC yeah. North matchup here. That's right, BB. I wanted, I wanted to park on this one for a second. The Cincinnati Bengals came in and just punched the Baltimore Ravens straight in the face, 41 to 21. And I saw a really good Joe Burrow quote. He said, you play until the whistle. Um, they did it to us last year, so I'm going to do it to him every single year now. Talking about how like he was just letting it fly, but Joe freaking Burrow, 37, 46, 525 yards, four touchdowns. Holy crap. I respect it. I, you should. Joe Mixon had a great game, 18 carries for 65 yards and a touchdown, but then the most important part was the six catches for 70 yards and another touchdown coming into the week when everyone was like, oh, Samaj P. Ryan might play. No, Joe Mixon said, Samaj, sit down. This is like college. Get behind me in the depth order. Yep, yep, and uh, thank you, Joe Mixon. Uh, you made my dreams <laughs> come true. I hope he's tired next week and he only gets 10 touches. No, uh, T no Higgins, it's not going to happen. It will. He, he's on a broken ankle basically at this point. He's he's just turning it out. He's playing for a new contract, baby. I'm sorry, what? He broke his ankle again? I hope so. I'm not. No, I never wish injury on someone. Oh, my God. T. Higgins blew the crap out of the Baltimore freaking Ravens. 12 catches for 194 and two touchdowns. Then it's not like Jamar Chase was terrible. He had, you know, just a meager seven catches for a buck 25. Then Tyler Boyd was like, you know what? I want to get in on this party. Three catches for 85 yards and a touchdown. And his touchdown was one of, on one of the most wide open routes you've ever seen in your life. Like he caught the ball and not a single Raven was in the picture. Then we'll go over to Baltimore real quick. Josh Johnson, like you said, started was honestly really good. 28 of 40, 304, two touchdowns, one INT. And Taylor, I want to, I want to say something real quick. That's a very Lamar Jackson uh, line, isn't it? But yet he's not nearly regarded as Lamar Jackson, is he? No, no, not at all. I'm just saying it's a system. It's a freaking system. Running backs, Devontae Freeman, you got lucky if you started him because he scored a touchdown. Other than that, it was six carries for 17 yards. Latavius Murray, five carries, 12 yards. Just stay away from him. Then the wide receivers. I mean, we all saw James Prochet coming through with seven for 76 and leading the team. Right? Prochet, I'm more of a Bree kind of guy. Yeah, I know, right? Then Rashad Bateman, four for 26 and a touchdown. Marquise Brown, five for 44. It's just like... None of these guys exist. And you want to know why? It's because Mark Andrews exists. Eight catches yep. for a buck 25 and a touchdown. Yeah, he did. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just going to say this right now. I'm officially making him my number one dynasty tight end. Accept it. Love it. Leave it. Do whatever you want with it. But I think the most important thing from this game that I want to want to put in there is the Cincinnati Bengals are here and I think they're for real. Oh, yeah. I think we're noticing the obvious power shift to the Cincinnati Bengals being the top dog in the AFC North with the Steelers, you know, falling down the, down the list with everyone getting older and not being good, with the Browns being in a constant state of turmoil, with Baltimore being average at best on a good year. Cincinnati Bengals, and I think Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, that's a that's a powerhouse right there. If you can get those guys on your dynasty team, holy crap. Like, if you can stack – like, Taylor, would you give up a first-round pick in a single quarterback league for Joe Burrow if that means you're stacking him with T. Higgins or Jamar Chase? A oh, mid yeah, first round pick, like 105 for Joe for Joe Burrow. Would you do 100 percent Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, like, if you get that for 10 years, because if you started Joe Burrow and I'll even say Jamar Chase, who is you know stepped down from T Higgins 43, 
those two guys alone put up 57 points. That right there is setting you up for an easy win. I mean, I, I think if we look at back at our drafts, most of it at five was either Kyle Pitts or Trey Sermon at five. I would if I remember have correctly. Like as of right now, I would trade Kyle Pitts mm, for Joe Burrow. That that one, I have to think about that one. I I'd probably need it. a kickback, but anyways, that's a rabbit trouble. Yeah, if, since Kenny Bengals are here to stay. If it's stranger danger, absolutely. I'm I'm trading my first round draft pick for Joe Burrow. No questions asked. You 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 keep talking. I'm, I'll look it up on. I'll go Stranger Danger, and we can talk about uh. What Alrighty. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and move on to the next. Yeah, game. move That's on. Right. You do you. Alrighty. So uh, the Houston Texans beat the Los Angeles Chargers this weekend. We Everyone saw, saw that, that coming. coming. Right? Oh my god. Oh, jinx. oh my god. Cook. Dang it. Yeah, the Texans put up 41 on the Chargers. The Chargers oh had 29 god. points. What is up with this team? Are, are they just love? toying around it's like them and the cardinals they're toying with my emotion they're like the best teams that you'd never want to be a, a fan of because they're breaking your heart they really are it's because they've lost their identity because they're no longer in san diego I, I think they've been doomed by the fact that they've been moved that i'm just saying anyways um davis mills was 21 to 27 254 and two touchdowns and then of course uh the creme de la creme rex burkhead uh, your number one fantasy running back. I'm just kidding, uh, but he's pretty darn close. Uh, 22 carries, 149 yards, and two touchdowns. He's the oh, number he, four running back he's so the far. Number in the four. Week. We all saw that coming. Every one of us. Yeah, and um, thank goodness. Uh, hope Austin Eckler is resting well and he's good to go for that third place game. Continues to rest well. I need him yep. for Empire. Continue to rest <laughs> well, my friend. <laughs> All righty. And then uh, Justin Jackson, uh, I think he had a better game than Rex Burkhead based on the points. 11 carries for 64 yards and two touchdowns. Then he had eight catches for 98 yards. Mm -hmm. Justin Herbert was 27 to 35, 336 yards and a touchdown. He had a two point conversion, but he did have two interceptions. Uh, Palmer had five catches for 43 yards and a touchdown. Keenan Allen didn't show up. Uh, he had four catches for 35 yards, you know, and most weeks when he has a touchdown, that usually salvages his week. This week, not so much. Nico Collins, we've been talking about this. Mm -hmm. He had three catches, 33 yards, and a touchdown. He's interesting there. I don't know where Brandon Cooks is at. Was he on the COVID list? He was list? on COVID list. Yep. Ah, okay. Chris Connolly had three catches for 60 yards and a touchdown. So, they just figured out a way to win. And I think the Chargers were sleepwalking into that and they walked into a buzzsaw known as the mm -hmm. Texans, which came out of nowhere. And Davis Mills, a third round pick, is looking to be a serviceable quarterback. Yeah, like I like we I've said this I think for like what two, three weeks now. I think he's a decent quarterback, and I think he's gonna stick around to stay. And sorry, Taylor, visiting our previous conversation. I will start at the 1.4 and you tell me if you'd rather have Joe Burrow and think back like to preseason, okay? Not like yep. right now. Yep. Preseason hype, would you rather have Trey Lance or Joe Burrow? Joe Burrow. You just traded the 1.4 for Joe Burrow. Yep. Justin Fields or Joe Burrow? Joe Burrow. Kyle Pitts or Joe Burrow? Mm. That's that's when I, I – that one hurts my soul because I feel like if that's in that situation, <laughs> I would be trading Kyle Pitts for Joe Burrow and like a first-round pick or something just because the hype was so out of out of the world. Uh, we'll go Travis Etienne if he was healthy. Ooh. Now, it's still, oof. 
I don't know. I I'd have to take Travis because I have mm. him in two leagues right now. That that'd be rough. I'd figure it out on the quarterback end because yep. running backs are premium. Yep. And even thinking back, like I would rather, I would honestly probably would have taken Trey Sermon and Javante, definitely Javante Williams over him, maybe Trey Sermon, just because the preseason hype, like, yeah, we knew Joe Burrow was going to be good, but you know what? No, I lied. No, I would take Joe Burrow over Trey Sermon any day of the week. But and Javante Williams is, is definitely that line for me where like, I couldn't do it. That's too, that's too spicy. And that's something we need to revisit in the off season is about the former college players teaming up teammates. Got to find it. Uh, when Travis Etienne gets to team up with Trevor Lawrence again, I think it's going to be a different dynamic in the backfield because if you have him and James Robinson in that backfield, I think it's very dynamic. If you actually get a coach that understands that mm-hmm. and doesn't put Carlos Hyde in there for 10 touches. And listen, I'm not it's salty the truth. at all. I'm not you, salty you at all. Are. Screw it's you, fun. Urban. Screw you. <laughs> no, he's the garbage man. But that's definitely something like, listen, I'll be honest. You're going to get a lot of trades from me for Travis Etienne in the offseason. I'm just letting you know right now. Moving on. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. <laughs> nope. Uh, you had the Rams beating the Minnesota Vikings 30 to 23 uh, in a game where Sonny Michelle just kind of showed up, dominated after Daryl Henderson got hurt. Uh, Sonny Michelle had 27 carries for a buck 31, one touchdown. Um, Cooper Cup, he had such a horrible game. 10 catches for 109, but no touchdown. Pfft, what a slouch. Bench him, trade him, cut him. Uh, Minnesota, they just – Kirk Cousins, 27, 315, one touchdown, four carries, 17 yards, nothing special. Alexander Madison scored a touchdown this week, so he wasn't atrocious. Justin Jefferson, eight from 116. Uh, homeboy, K.J. Osborne, he just keeps producing. Five catches for 68 yards and a touchdown. I think he's here to stay. Adam Thielen, he's on the last year of his contract. K.J. Osborne will be an offseason target to try to acquire for your dynasty teams. Other than that, the most exciting thing I can say from this game is Cam Akers, baby. He's back. He's back. I hope. Don't get hurt, my child. Shine brightly. All righty. So we're moving from that game over to the Bills versus the Patriots, which was something I was heavily invested in because, you know, Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, just to name a few folks. And boy, did they not disappoint. That was a heck of a game. Um, I'm not going to say what Stefan Diggs said to the crowd, but did you see that video? I, I, wanted, I Yes, I, I saw certain words be uttered. I wanted to send it to the group because that's what I was feeling since like October. You should have. <laughs> you, 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 you. I won't say the rest. Go find it on the internet. Um, but yeah, that was glorious. I saw that. I was like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. But that's the Stefan Diggs that we've been talking about. Like, where the heck has he been? Mm-hmm. He's finally back, baby. Seven catches. He had team high 13 targets, 85 yards, and a touchdown. Man, that was amazing. But this engine only goes as far as Josh Allen goes. And boy, did he not disappoint. 30 of 47, 314, three touchdowns. He also had 12 carries for 64 yards. So we have MVP level Josh Allen. We have MVP level swag from Stefan Diggs making those difficult catches. And then we had a little bit of a, a spice of Devin Singletary in the middle. 12 carries, 39 yards, and a touchdown. He also had five catches for 39 yards. But the Patriots did not make it easy on them. Uh, Damian Harris had a terrific game, 18 carries, 103 yards, and three touchdowns. But Mac Jones looked like a rookie. Um mm-hmm. And, and Sean McDermott and company with that defense had them dialed up 14 of 32, 145 yards and two interceptions. Uh, 
yeah, that was, that was a little bit disappointing. He, and then, he looked like a rookie. Yeah. But I think the most surprising person of this entire game, and it was because Cole Beasley was on the COVID list and took that role, was Ian McKenzie. Did I say? Oh, I'm sorry. Isaiah. Not Ian. Isaiah McKenzie. He had 11 catches for 125 yards and a touchdown. And he really opened it up because towards that second half, you could see they started shading more to him and it allowed Stefan to kind of work a little bit and do some more of his magic. Um, so, I mean, if we see more of that and you have that and Cole Beasley coming out and be able to give some more space for Stefan this coming week, it would be really appreciated. I'm just thinking that this is what people are going to start looking at whenever they're going to start comparing like how to beat the Patriots because usually they take away your best option. Well, in this game, all of the best options produced. Um, so, but anyways, there, there's there's that little little salt on the steak for you. No, I, I, I think that I think the Bills said screw you, and we're I don't care what you do. <laughs> we're just gonna go at it. Yeah, I appreciate that. Because at, as men or just in general, you know, in football, like if a team ran it 47 times and only threw it three times and won the daggum ball game, that's be a upset. point of pride. Yeah. Yeah. You're, that, I think this game was just the I'm pissed because the last game happened, how it happened. I want the dub. That um, would be that would be like the equivalency in fantasy of not setting your lineup and still winning. Yeah. And, I've and almost seen like, happen once. It's that. terrifying. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have the New York Jets. That's right. The week-winning New York Jets beating the Jacksonville Jaguars 26-21. Zach Wilson eviscerated my heart in a couple spots. He had 14 carries – or 14 – wow, 14 carries. Almost. He had 14 completions for 102 yards and one touchdown, but the big sauce here was four carries for 91 yards and a touchdown, including a 15-yard gallivant where I think they're going to have a rule change in how much they protect quarterbacks because – he was running, and then he made a slant towards the out-of-bounds like he was going to go out-of-bounds. The defender lets up. Then he tucks and runs again. When in any other quarterback, like if they go out-of-bounds or if the defender makes that tackle, he gets flagged from an additional 15. I think that's going to get looked at hard and fast, and something's going to get done about it because defenders have got to be sick and tired of that. Uh, then, like, Michael Carter, 16 carries for 118 yards. Tevin Coleman was serviceable, 14 for 57. Wide receivers, just gross because they can't figure out how to throw the ball just yet. Flipping over to Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence, I mean, he just, to me, he just hasn't shown the sunshine that we were expecting. He had 26 of 39 for 280 and six carries for 37 yards. It's a good stat line, not bad. Just ready to see something that pops. Daria Goombawale, that's right, I got the name right. 17 carries for 57 yards and a touchdown, two catchers for 15 Came in, did well for James Robinson's replacement. If you need a guy, he's a guy you should pick up. Wide receivers, I'm Marvin Jones. Eight catches with 13 targets for 74 yards. Just nothing amazing from it. James O'Shaughnessy, 449. It's just stay away from Jacksonville. Jacksonville and Carolina are two no touchies, okay? Like Emperor's new groove, it's just no touchy. Walk away, be happy with life. You will lose your fantasy championship if you start one of those guys on those players i'll almost guarantee it i'll take it a step further moving into our next game here do not start any of the new york giants either there it is three that's three, three uh the philadelphia idols destroyed the giants 34 to 10 so the giants improving their draft stock there um jalen hurts had a had a pretty good game 17 to 29 199 yards and two touchdowns boston scott had the uh, majority of the carries in the backfield 12 carries for 41 yards and a touchdown 
Uh, Devonte Smith had a really good game. Eight ca- or sorry, five catches for 80 yards and a touchdown, and that was pretty much the the extent of this game. Um, for the Giants, pass catching wise, <laughs> nothing, and <laughs> nothing really, Chris. nothing really of note other than Jake Fromm is still a terrible quarterback. Uh, six to 17, 25 yards and a pick. Uh, yeah. Why not see what you have in Jake Fromm though? I mean, I know this is kind of garbage to say, but your year's over. He's younger than Mike Glennon. Why not see what he's got? Go out there. What are you going to do? Lose a couple games, get a better draft pick? Oh, no. So bad. Speaking of draft picks, transitioning to our next game here, and then I'll let you take this one. Uh, like the it. Seahawks lost to the Bears 25-24, to which is abysmal. But good thing for the Giants is they have those back-to-back <laughs> picks right now in the NFL yeah. draft at 5-6. and six. So, uh, yeah, without further ado, I'll let you take that game. Yeah, I mean, this game was – Definitely unforeseen, but then again, you look at both of the records and Chicago is five and ten and Seattle is five and ten. Also, this is the first time Seattle will have a losing season with Russell Wilson under center. That's like 2012. I I think I think this is the last that we'll see of Russell in a Seahawk uniform. Mm. Well, we'll see. Unless Pete Carroll's gone. I don't see them bringing this group back and be like kumbaya about it because Russell's <laughs> Russell's getting to that point where he's like, I need to get to another Super Bowl. Well, I mean, he's only 33. I mean, he still has like arguably four years of high level production left. I would give him at least four. Right. But you see that roster and it's like, okay, are they going to be able to make a deep playoff run? I mean, they could. They have offense for it. They just have to have the defense kind of pick up a little bit. But anyways, the winning Chicago Bears, Nick Foles was 34 of 25 or 24 of 35 for 251. Uh, David Montgomery was, I think, the real star of the show. He's 21 carries for 45 yards and a touchdown. The average was gross, but then the best part was seven catches for 61 yards. That really kicked in, kicked into gear for you. The receivers, I mean, there's nothing to be named. Darnell Mooney was five catches uh, for 57 yards. Cole Komet, four for 49 as a tight end. You're not mad at it. I mean, he could do much worse. Jimmy Graham had, like, a Randall Cobb senior because he was two catches for 30 yards and a touchdown just outside of our parameters that we set previously. Oh, Jimmy Graham. Aren't you glad you're not playing that this week? <laughs> hmm. Sorry. I hate you. I'm just saying I saw Russell that. I saw that. Wilson. Nope. Nope. I'm moving on. That Russell. Boss. Shut up. Russell Wilson, 16 to 27 for 181, two touchdowns. I mean, admirable, but not good. Rashad Penny was amazing. 17 carries for 135 and a touchdown. You have to start him now. There's no way around it. DK Metcalf. You're lucky he caught a touchdown because other than that, he's like one catch for like 30 yards, I think, or like something like that. Um, you stay away from the pass catchers, including Gerald Everett, who had a great game, four catches for 68 yards and a touchdown. I just, I only want to start Rashad Penny from this team and that's it. All righty. So moving into our next game here, this was supposed to be the marquee matchup for the Sunday afternoon slot. Well, Oh, yeah. Uh, the Steelers playing against the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs completely destroyed the Steelers. I'm sorry, C. Bruce. 36 to 10. Uh, Patrick Mahomes did Patrick Mahomes things. 23 of 30, 258 for three touchdowns. Uh, it was very much a ground and pound kind of game. He had 12 carries for 43 yards uh, from Derek Gore. And then Daryl Williams had 11 carries for 55 yards. They both had three catches that amounted to 91 yards total. Uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire had a touchdown before he went out with injury, but it looks like he's going to be okay. Uh, Pringle had six catches for 75 yards and two touchdowns. McCole Hardman had another touchdown. Tyreek Hill had a pretty quiet game, two catches for 19 yards. 
and yeah, that, that's pretty much the extent of it. I think the biggest thing that you saw is that the, the Steelers <laughs> just don't have it. I mean, nope. Najee Harris played well. He had 19 carries for 93 yards. He had five catches for 17, but you know, it's just one of those things. It's like, yeah, uh, Deontay Johnson had the lone touchdown. He was six, six catches for 51 yards, but he did have a fumble. And you know what's gross is they're still in prime position to cap a playoff spot at seven, seven, and one. Like they're just one game behind everyone going as high as the seventh seed. They're just one game behind. So there's still a shot. Uh, moving into the next one, Denver, Las Vegas. It was one of those games where, like, if you liked defensive games, this was the time to shine because not neither offense could really do a hot thing at all. Uh, Javante Williams had seven carries for 12 yards, disgusting, and a touchdown which was much better than Melvin Gordon's seven carries for a whopping negative four yards and one catch for four. So that basically means Melvin Gordon on eight touches averaged zero. Oh, geez. It's amazing. I love it. Uh, the wide receivers for Denver with Drew Locke under center, just nothing excites you. I mean, no one had more than 60 yards. unless Jerry Judy had three catches. Um, Drew Locke, he just didn't look good. Derek Carr on the Raiders, 20 of 25 for 201. Efficient, but not good. Josh Jacobs, 27 carries. 27 carries for 129 yards. Uh, it's just Hunter Renfro caught a touchdown. That's it. This team misses Darren Waller still, but his replacement filled an admirably. Foster Moreau, four catches for 67. I mean, it was, it was a grindy game. And as a Cowboys, as a Cowboys fan, I will let you take the last one so you can – Enjoy your time in the sun before they lose in the first round of playoffs. Oh, in the heart. right? On you schedule. brought up Jimmy Graham, okay? Shut up. <laughs> All right, yep. The Cowboys uh, schlacked the Washington football team 56 to 14. The defense played terrific. Uh, Dak Prescott was 28 to 39, 330 yards, four touchdowns. He also had four carries for 21 yards. Cooper Cup, two, two of three. Had 70 yards and a touchdown. Good job for Cooper Rush. Um, Zeke had nine carries for 37 yards and a touchdown. He also had a catch for a touchdown. And Tony Pollard had eight carries for 34 yards. A lot of the field placement here was very much um, by the defense. So, you know, there wasn't really a need to, to, to move the ball the way that they did, but they did. Um, Mari Cooper had a really good game. He had seven catches for 85 yards and a touchdown team high 11 targets, which is something he's been looking for, which I completely agree with complaining for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Dalton Schultz had a heck of a game. He had eight catches for 82 yards and a touchdown. And uh, that offense was humming. But like you said, the football team had a game on Tuesday, have to turn right, right around, fly into Dallas uh, but yeah, so t- uh, Taylor Heineke, seven of 22, 121 yards and a touchdown and two picks. Uh, Kyle Allen came in, played pretty admirably, but that was when the dogs were pulled off. Um, that, that defensive line. Oh my God. Like, I just think they're like, they yeah, like Dallas, them. Dallas did excellent. They did what they were supposed to do. But for me personally, I don't think there's anything much that you can take from this game just because like Dallas was playing a beleaguered and exhausted Washington football team. Dallas should have won anyways with in, in every aspect of the game. Did I, was I expecting it to be like, what, what was it, like 42 to 7 at one point? Yeah, it was absurd. No, like I wasn't expecting that, but I was fully expecting them to win. So, like, if you're a Cowboys fan, sit back down. You haven't won anything yet. You just beat a 6 and 9 team now. Don't I get too excited. That. You're welcome. Just I appreciate your, that. I'm, I'm being grounded. brought back to reality. Hey, 
next weekend is a, is a great opportunity. They played the Cardinals and we'll, we'll talk more about that for episode 66, but yeah, I completely agree. Thank, thanks for bringing me back down to You're uh, welcome. to reality. That's a, that's a good friend right there, ladies and gentlemen. You're welcome. I you like to be useful every now and then. And with that, that is our week <laughs> 16 recap. Let's get into our sleepers here with the, because the gold mine game of the week is a minor football game, which it's is happening right now, baby. <laughs> it's happening right now. And it's, uh, it's looking Just pretty good off. so far. Yeah. Um, all righty. So I'll do my sleepers real quick. Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Uh, number 21. I knew that was a bit of a stretch. Uh, Deontay Freeman. I thought he was going to play better, but uh, I did too. Sorry. Foreman, not Freeman. Sorry. Uh, he was 33. Brandon Ayuk, similar situation. He was 24. Dawson Oxo, my guy, Randall Stupid. Cobb game of the week. He was number 11. That's and the then state the, of the tight end position. He caught two passes <laughs> for 11 yards and one touchdown. And he is a top 12 tight end. I know it's great. God, I hate it. And then of course I picked the Jaguars defense. So there was, there was some strings there. I was really like pulling on, you know, really trying to stretch it out there. And it I mean, just, you won the week compared to me because Jimmy Garoppolo was the one spot where I beat you at a, he was number 16 on the week. Uh, Craig Reynolds, I know that he wasn't the starter, but he was still number 37. So you, he was like desperate flex. AJ Dillon was kind of the same territory, number 34 in the week. Christian Kirk, number 41. Even though you're not mad at his production, he had seven catches and like, was it 80 yards or 40 yards? Sorry, who was that? Christian Kirk, was he seven catches for 80 or 40 yards? I think it was 40, 40. yards. It wasn't Like, great. you're not mad at the involvement, but so like, you know, it just is what it is. Hunter Henry, we won't talk about it because he didn't get off the bus. And Miami's defense is currently playing against New Orleans, so we will find out later today. All righty. Well, with that... All right, here we go. I think I think we need to end the show, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's time. It's we're, time. We're, we're there, ladies and gentlemen. All righty. Well, with that, we say goodbye for now. We want to say thank you to everyone that's been listening to us. Hashtag grow the show. Wherever you may be listening to us, please give us a five-star rating and review, such as on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Breaker, CastBox, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Stitcher. Miami Dolphins defense just scored a touchdown. Hey looking now. good, ladies and gentlemen. We're looking uh, good. You can give, give us the pats on the back on Twitter at Misfit underscore FF if you'd like to, because we need that this time of year, especially going into an empire playoff where I don't want, you know, my good friend here to win 340 bucks over me. Cause we'll I would hurt that more too later much. on this week. Be way too emotional. You will not see me if that happens. Or you can email us at the.misfit.ff at gmail.com with all of your fantasy football related questions, commissioner questions, what to do in the off season, dynasty questions, the meaning of life is Santa real. I mean, you know, just on and on it goes. I know Christmas is over, yes, but he is. Amen. Amen. If you tell your kids otherwise, you are a terrible person. Oh, geez. <laughs> I you had no there. shame. Yep, I did. There. Zero shame. <laughs> All righty. Well, with that, we say goodbye for now. Hope you're enjoying your holidays. And we will see everyone back here on Thursday for episode 66 as we get ready for our championship week mm. preview. Oh, I wish I was involved in three championships, but it's just one. Maybe two. You never know. We'll find out. Fingers crossed. You never know. You never know. 
All righty. Well, with that, we say goodbye for now, and we'll see you all here on Thursday. Uh, Austin Eckler, continue to rest. You do not need to come back. You too, Delvin. It's fine. Just, just sit down, guys. Adios.